Soon, Junior. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wanted more of them in there. I think. Well, I. You know, it's like it's too in the mix, probably, to like get a clean, isolated sound drop. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but we have plenty. Luckily, plenty of footage of us going. <laughs> well, that's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Oh, welcome, to An- welcome to your podcast. It's Antwin Peaks. <laughs> uh, we Antwin Peaks. Ow. How you feeling? I feel good. I'm caffeinated. I also have a little, little more juice to uh, sip on. Mm. And uh, you're like a. Uh, uh, Dale Cupino. Yeah. Because you got a little espresso there. That's Your right. Your Italian Dale Cooper. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dale Capuno. <laughs> Dale Capuno. <laughs> That's a, uh, a Molto Bene cup of coffee. <laughs> Damn Molto Bene. Uh, how are you, Dan? How's it going? Uh, it's good. I'm, I'm so, I'm so tired. I wish, wish someone would just suck me into a doorknob or a dresser knob. I could use the, I could use a break, although it does not seem like a peaceful existence. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It's like that, that Tim Robinson sketch where a pig runs into his house and he's like, for a few seconds there, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and my first thought was, oh, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> what do they do to us? What do they do to you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, totally. The un, un, unknowable horror <laughs> seems better. Yeah. You're like, then I don't know. I know this other horror and I know how bad that gets. Maybe, maybe this the, other one. Yeah. Is possibly better it's like if you just eat chocolate ice cream all the time eventually you're gonna be like i just want like a different flavor yeah but it's like and you know maybe there's a piquant quality to broken glass ice cream that i'd really enjoy <laughs> yeah, i was just gonna say i'm like yeah, yeah if chocolate ice cream was like rusty nails yeah, you were like, yeah. i love eating rusty nails but i'm i'm just bored of the taste and yeah maybe this broken glass will be a little bit better. A little cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan, this is episode 16, season two, The Condemned Woman, Twin Peaks. I got to say, last week, I think, was was last week the one where we were both like, that was weak sauce all around? Yeah. Right? We, uh, that week was, it's so over. This week is, we're so back. We're so back. <laughs> I got to tell we, you things have. Yeah. You know, I honestly, I went into this one with like last week mindset, low expectations, low expectations. And it kind of took me the whole episode to like, it was like, come back. Yeah. It, yeah. Basically like, I don't know. 
if you're ever watching a sporting event and your team's down by like 10, yeah, then they put a couple on the board. You're like, all right, well, that's nice, but they're still going to lose. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they just like keep clawing back and pretty soon it's a tie game. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then Josie gets trapped in the doorknob. Bob shows Bob shows up for uh, the walk off home run. <laughs> Bob shows up. The man from another place shows up. And and Josie gets sucked into a doorknob and Damn. and you're left with oh shit yeah is Twin Peaks back <laughs> it's I think it's back I'm no, pretty I, sure it's back because we're really getting like, like this one. yeah we're we're getting toward the end of this season which I'm I'm assuming this is about the time right because like Lynch David <laughs> Lynch comma David <laughs> yeah. Sort of, sort of like reinvolves himself for like the swan song, right? He re- he gets much more involved in the last episode. I don't know, maybe the the second to last episode as well. Um, but this is much more. Um, uh, it feels like you know, Dave Lynch had like this outline or whatever ideas for characters where they were going. His whole idea for the White Lodge, Black Lodge, where that ends up going. Um, and now it really feels like um, we're done taking detours here. We're back on the rails, and we're headed towards uh, a season finale that that means something here. Mm-hmm. So I, I so we talk we talk about the drawer pull, right? Josie's the, fate. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you about Josie. About the drawer. <laughs> What's in it? <laughs> Open that. Day. Have you tried opening it? Maybe she's in the drawer. Maybe she's in the drawer. <laughs> Maybe she's tiny in the drawer. Um, no. Okay. So something I don't usually do. What's that? I looked at the quotes page for this episode of the show mm-hmm. on the internet movie database.com. Okay. And... There's something here that says log lady intro. I'm glad you asked about this, Dan. Because <clears throat> this is so con- concurrently with this, the Twin Peaks wiki that I use yeah. has the same quote and it's had one for every entry, yes. which is telling me that there's some content I'm missing. So I'm going to cry. It, well, it's going to be okay. Um, what it was was so these log lady intros were not part of the original airing of the show. It was I, I forget if it was when it came back in syndication or if it was for like the home video release. I think it may have been the home video, but um, David Lynch shot like him personally. He shot a bunch of intros one well one intro per episode. Of the log lady doing her little log lady intro here, so mm. a hotel, a nightstand, a drawer, uh, a drawer pull on the drawer. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, like the the knob is called the drawer pull. Oh, oh, a drawer. Okay, okay. I've never heard that before. A drawer pull. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. <laughs> Every time you go to get a fresh, clean shirt, you're going to be like, oh, I know what that is. Oh, that's a damn drawer pull. I'll never, uh, never call it a doorknob again. Yeah. Um, so that's what that is. That's why we haven't seen any of those or, you know, 
There's no weird voiceover over like the intro at all. That's what it is. And it's also like, um, I'm going to say it's like inconsequential. You know, it's like a little extra flair, a little extra something for, um, you know. It's basically just like, yeah, it's kind of just like something to think about as you watch this episode. Yeah, it's not even like, you know, uh, uh, I think of like, uh, and, and it was shot with the log lady sitting in like, sitting in, in front of a chair, in front of a fire. Uh, or sitting in chair in front of fire, whatever, and you know, looking down the barrel of the camera and delivering these lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not, you know, it's just a little extra, a little little bonus content, a little amuse bouche. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, like it's not a like Crypt Keeper style intro. Like, oh, no, this week we no have puns. a tale yeah. of this, this, and this. Um. Mm. You know, it's it's Lynch's like, you know, I'm going to say some kind of abstract, spacey sort of things. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, there are no like log puns. No. Throughout. No, no, She's no. not like, um, as Josie settles in for her eternal slumber. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, the, the log lady does not appear in this episode, but. She's connected to this episode. Because of the wood? Because of the wood. So the wood is the conduit. They, throughout the show, we've seen them do it several times. They make reference to, you know, obviously the woods, the forest. But also, like, they they do point out, like, um, just like there is more to wood <laughs> than, than meets the eye. You know, like so much of this show is also like, you know, it's uh, it's wood based. You have the <laughs> the Great Northern, which is like a huge log hotel. Sure. Uh, you have the mill. The you have Packard the mill. mill. Exactly. You have all the woods. Everything is like everything looks like it's, you know, built yeah. out of goddamn wood. It's a lumber town. It's, it's like, a, it, um, yes, to to draw a, to draw a parallel, if I may. Oh, please. It's it's very similar to how in like a racer head and elephant mm. man, the uh, sort of like industrial, just like pipes, the the sort of like yeah, just vascular out. system yeah. of of like industry just like runs throughout. Right. Although in this case, I think like wood, right? There's like a, it just feels more like sort of like primordial and like, yeah, it's, um, it's more, supernatural, be, right? Because it's not man made. Well, yeah. I mean, and really, you think about, I mean, if we really want to get into this here, right? You think about like the oldest trees on earth, right? I'm thinking about them. There are like oh, older. Tall. Older than man, you know, uh, himself. You know, it's just like these things. Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Yeah. I don't know. There, there, I feel like there is some sort of a weird connection between, like, the the forest, trees, woods, uh, whatever, and a land, you know, a time before human beings, right? Totally, yeah. And, which also sort of lends, you know, to... 
all of this sort of weird spirituality kind of stuff where you're like, all right, well, you know, how long have these spirits been around? You know, how long has Bob been around? How long? Like, I know you got a little spoiled on where Bob comes from, but also like who knows how long he was around really before that. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Also the log lady, um, which I know you don't care for, but, um, I, she, I accept her, her importance, her value. <laughs> um, whenever she's talking to her log, right. Um, I know, yeah. I know, but it, it's, it, she's speaking to the spirit of her husband who is in the log oh. is what's going on. Okay. Um, which, you know, if her husband's spirit is trapped or whatever in that log, then, you know, it's not that crazy for Josie's spirit to be trapped in a drawer pull. Sure, sure. So, um, I mean, it's still all crazy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I also felt a little bit about, like, you know, that thing about how trees have like an insane interconnected root system, like yeah. across miles and miles. Yep. Feels related here, right? Like that, that other world, that other layer. Yeah. I mean, it's on about definitely. Yeah. Uh, it, it hints at a interconnection. Um, I mean, literally below the surface, but also, you know, sort of uh, figuratively, spiritually below the surface things going on that we just, don't see or pay attention to or know is happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the, the log lady annoying is the idea of her may be sure hits, hits on some, uh, like this little intro here. Yeah. I really like what I'm seeing. And maybe we talk about this when we, you know, as we get to that, when we're going through the plot of the episode, but like really love the question of like, uh, how many drawer pulls exist in this world? Thousands, maybe millions. What is a drawer pull? Which sounds like an annoying sort of like, yeah, uh, like d- college dorm room kind of question. Yeah, you're high. But like, what is? A what even pull? is it? It's just like, <laughs> it's like, is it? Uh, <laughs> but if it's part of the drawer, is it not all the same? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, even just like knowing now what I know about this motherfucking or the log being Mr. Log, not yeah, just yeah. a log, but Mr. Log. Right. Um, Mr. I think log even lady. like, <laughs> is there yeah. a Mr. Log lady? <laughs> Actually, there is. He's right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also know something about the finale related to Josie's fate, which maybe we can talk about in this episode. Um, the finale like I know, of this season. Yes. Or the finale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, her in the red room. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, but only kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Have you been spoiling yourself for this? No, this was all just like after. So after I spoiled that Josie's a freaking knob. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found out she, she goes full Albert knobs. Yeah. I've heard of Albert knobs, but <laughs> Josie knobs. Josie knobs? <laughs> Josie's in a knob. <laughs> 
Um, I did like, I was like looking into it a little bit cause I was like, that's scary. What's that mean? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I cannot go to sleep. Right. Yeah. I just what like that means. <laughs> and like, I saw, um, some article I was reading, it was just like the picture, like the still of her face, her actual face superimposed on it looking yeah. scared. I was like, I got to make sure she's okay or something. <laughs> I just got to know more about the situation. <laughs> Too frightening. Yeah. Too frightening for me. Too frightening. I know. Uh, hey, scary. first, also first, first use of CGI or second. There's a, the CGI owl, I suppose. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's like, um, yeah, like visual some like visual effects. I think that's probably the first like CGI thing, mm. and it looks, um, you know, it looks bad, obviously compared to now but i think also that it if, yeah that would have freaked me out so bad if i'd seen that yeah i don't at think the time uh you know it's used so sparingly and they don't go overboard with like all right let's recreate josie's actual face in the computer right. or whatever yeah they're like no no it's, it's like a face like, let's a- pull up the yeah let's it's like one of those like uh like clear masks you can buy right i like yeah yeah i think that didn't uh didn't the mayor's brother have one of those in his sex kit when he died? Oh, maybe. I think he did. I think Andy puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, let's just like get a face, like the model of a generic face. Right. And we'll use that. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, it, the, the CGI is very, um, it looks like Lawnmower Man CGI. Um, totally. Yeah. You know, where it's like, smooth and like sort of goopy and yep. uh uh but again only lasts for about five seconds and you know just that's where it ends and sure you're not left with oh that looked dumb you're left with well, josie's ain't a fucking knob what yeah. are you talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. uh poor josie uh well yeah but also she had she- it coming I mean, she's been just shooting everyone. That's true. <laughs> you, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a fan. I like Josie as a person. I, re, I was pulling for Josie and uh, Truman to really to make it work, but it was doomed from the start. You know, that. of course, I mean, of course. Yeah, this web of lies that she's been weaving. You know, she's. I don't know. She's just like. She's a victim of circumstance, as far as oh, I no. can tell. No, absolutely. I mean, the whole like, uh, uh, what Packard? No, it's Andrew Packard, Eckard, Eckard, Eckard. Um, Tommy yeah, Eckard. Yeah, that whole Eckard thing is like, yeah, of course. And she, uh, it seemed like her life before Twin Peaks was maybe pretty awful. And then she gets to Twin Peaks and she's like, oh, I'm actually like kind of a fucking big deal here. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm married to this rich guy and, you know, in this fucking mill and, you know, all this shit. And then she gets like, you know, all of these things happen. And then she, you know, before she gets turned into a doorknob, she is uh, Catherine's maid, the Martell's maid in the house. That's yeah. All, that sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty pretty steep descent for her yeah not not great but yeah it's it's like a pretty 
pretty brutal defeat where like <laughs> you don't even exist as a person in the town anymore. You just yeah. you get absorbed into it. <laughs> right. Sorry, but it's going to be you and and Mr. Log Lady just hanging out in wood forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's you know what the worst part is? Oh, tell me. <laughs> she's not even an she's not even a a drawer pull on like a chest of drawers where she could talk to someone else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no. This is no this isn't like a Beauty and the Beast scenario where she is uh mm. talking to candlesticks and whatnot. It's, yeah, she can help tidy up for Yeah. There like is a big no dinner. LeFou? Is that one of the guys? LeFou, that feels right. That feels right. I, I know there's Cogsworth. That one's easy. His, oh. na- his name sounds like what he is. <laughs> ah, Cogsworth. This is full of time. Um, <laughs> so let's get into this episode, Dan. Okay. Um, who do you want to talk about first? Let's get, you know... I I'm pretty excited about where James and Donna leave things. Me too. I'm hoping I'm hoping that sticks mm-hmm. and he stays gone for a while. So yeah. Um oh my god, after everything that has happened with James and his little side story and him getting him and know, what's her name? Like Beverly D'Angelo uh, or something. <laughs> yeah, it's Beverly D'Angelo from the vacation movies. Yeah. Um, no, what's her name? Evelyn? Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Evelyn. I mean, which is what I just said. Uh, you said Ellen, didn't you? I said Evelyn. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, by all means, continue free associating. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> Look, it wouldn't have been much better if you had said Ellen, but in my defense, I did think you said Ellen. <laughs> um, yes. So after James stumbles into some Raymond Chandler novel and <laughs> dips out of that, um, I lo- the epilogue is just him and Donna um, meeting up. And James tells uh, she, Donna's like, well, what happened with uh, all of that, all that stuff? <laughs> and James is like, well, you know, she's she's been arrested. She's going to be put on trial and I have to be a witness or whatever. And that's it. The end of that storyline with James and Evelyn. Um, pretty funny that the and show Donna, that yeah, is Don- built on like so many inner working pieces or whatever is just like. Oh uh, yeah, that that's how that ends, and that's yeah. Now. Let's, let's jettison. About it. Let's jettison that whole situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and and Don is also like, "Why don't you come back to Twin Peaks?" And he's just like, "No, uh, just I, like Shh, I don't think no. I can." Yeah, it, yeah, he's like, "I'll come back eventually," and she, the dummy, is mm. like, "I'll be waiting for you." No, don't don't be waiting for him. She's not gonna. How could how could she? I mean, really? Right. Um, I yeah. I think they just, as with everything leading up to this point, they're just like play acting. They just like yeah. 
they like playing these roles of like. I mean, they're messy bitches that live for the drama. They you know? are. They, they really they are. love that shit. Yeah. Um, I do like how Donna is like, uh, you know, I know about you and Evelyn or whatever. <laughs> and and James is like, well, uh, yeah, well, I guess I did have sex with her. <laughs> um, also, yeah. Also, like he really telegraphed it. Like it's not what? a not a great gotcha moment. Oh. being like, I know. Because remember, he's like, no, she wouldn't do that to me. And yeah. Donna's like, why not? And he's yeah. like, uh, yeah. she's uh, a good hum, person. Humana, humana, humana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so he wants it. They have like a, a picnic <laughs> to discuss all this too, yeah. which is so stupid. A farewell picnic. Yeah. A farewell picnic. <laughs> picnic. James bike. Uh, James's bike is like in like centered in the background. Like the bike is always there. Yeah, his stupid fucking bike. Uh, his bike. Yeah. It's like you almost you're almost waiting for the bike to say something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like like Kit from Night Rider. Yeah, come uh, on, James, <laughs> we gotta hit the road. Yeah, there are miles of open road out there, James, <laughs> and we gotta see it all. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, that whole thing just ends with them making out. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a goodbye makeout. It's, right. That's what's it's, happening there. The stakes were always pretty low, even when it seemed like James was going to get framed for murder because you don't care if he lives or dies. <laughs> so why not have like all of their actions be totally inconsequential and they just end up they end up where they left off? Yeah. With, they end up making out with James one foot out the door. Perfect. It's clean. No notes. <laughs> no notes, because I don't want to think about it anymore. Uh, that's it. And, I mean, speaking of, um, you know, murder and people who may be going to jail for attempting it. Uh-oh. Let's talk about that Hank Jennings and uh, all of his stuff. I, now this, this was very satisfying. I uh, know this is I can get on board with. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Uncle yeah. Hank, yep, um, he is charged with the attempted murder of Leo Johnson. Yeah, because Bobby is uh, Bobby snitched on him hardcore. Yeah. yeah, Bobby's a Bobby's a dirty rat, but that's okay because we all hate Hank and we want to see him go down. Yeah. Hank also implicates uh, he he tries to like bargain by being like I know who killed Andrew Packard and yeah, yeah. and yeah. everyone's like no you don't you idiot yeah, yeah. he's still alive <laughs> I know <laughs> what Hank so Hank still pretty banged up from uh, Nadine uh, <laughs> giving him the business uh, he he walks in at Truman's office on crutches with Hawk and you know he's trying to make a deal. And yes, he tries. He's like, Truman is like, you're being charged with the attempted murder of Leo Johnson. He's like, I wasn't there, man. I was working at the diner. And Truman's like, we have an eyewitness putting you there with a gun in your hand. And he's like, well, okay. Uh, How would you like to know who killed Andrew Packard? Because I know who did that. (laughs) And Truman's like, not interested, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Would it help you to know less that uh, who I tried to kill? Yeah. yeah. If if you knew who killed someone else? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So he then he's arrested 
and he's in but, he's in a jail cell. Oh, well, sorry. Well, yeah, before that, when he's you know he's also like uh, he's trying to lean on uh, Truman a little bit, where he's like, I know who did it, and it wouldn't look good uh, when uh, you know people are reelecting the sheriff if they found out that uh, you didn't care who killed Andrew Packard, and maybe you were the one who was banging her. Mm. And uh, Truman gets like, very, you know, visibly pissed. And then Hawk kicks out one of his crutches and makes him fall face first on the desk. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then, yes, then we get. Um, well, so before the, the scene in the cell, right, uh, with we have a scene with Big Ed and Nadine mm. where um, Nadine comes home early from school Ed's like, honey, from, what are you, sorry. Honey, what are you it, doing her home early from school or whatever? Yeah, just reminding us that she's been at high school the whole time. Is yeah, she's been in class. Yeah, <laughs> minding um, her studies. Yeah, but she's like, she's upset, you know, and she's like, oh, Ed, I'm so sorry, but I have to tell you something. Uh, on the this, you know, when they went on that the wrestling uh, tournament trip, um. Uh, Nadine tells Ed that her and Mike uh, consummated their relationship, that uh, they, she says that we had uh, the most amazing night together. And Ed's like, all night? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, yes. (laughs) And, and, but then she's like, you know, you know, I, what you and uh, Norma did it. And Ed's like, well, you got me there. And and the two of them, it, it's, uh, you know, everything going on with Nadine and her amnesia and all that stuff. She thinks she's a teenager is, you know, obviously a little silly here. But also, I think the scene is very sweet between the two of them where they're both like, you know, we both know that this isn't working out. And I'm in love with somebody else. You're in love with somebody else. Let's just end this and go be happy with our lives. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Like yeah. It, it, it's so it, it just took Nadine uh, suffering crazy TV amnesia yeah. to just have an honest con- for both of them to have an honest conversation with each other. Yeah. Right. You think back to see like when we meet Nadine, she's so like in denial about the state of their relationship yeah. that she's she's on her silent curtain runner crusade and cotton balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just that sort of like because it's Ed too, obviously, like he do, they don't seem to like talk about anything substantial no, it, or anything like that. Right. And, it, it's. Ed is, um, you know, it seems like Nadine is sort of like this uh, uh, nag of a wife or whatever. And Ed is sort of putting up with it. But it's just like, I don't know, you learn their dynamic and you're like, I get it. It's just kind of sad and unfortunate for everybody here. Um, And for, for Nadine to be like, yeah, I know that you're, you know, we're not, you know, we don't love each other anymore and this has run its course and whatever. And the way that she like, they embrace, right? They hug and the look on Ed's face, it's not like excited or anything, but you could, it's like this, 
it, it, uh, it feels like a huge relief, like a huge right. weight off of his shoulders. And he's like, yeah. I could go be happy with Norma. And like, you know, this is the first day of the rest of my life, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is sort of like, like, you know, I think what's being sort of like literalized is like the idea of like, yeah, just like peeling off those like dead callous layers of adulthood and like, yeah, kind of, um, I mean, Nadine is effectively getting her groove back. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, it's like, it is like this, this, uh, caricature of like going out and bagging some younger man just to like rediscover your mojo or whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> She's like Austin Powers in, in, in the spy who shagged me where, uh, you know, he lost his mojo. Yeah. I mean, she may look more like number two because of her eye patch. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> she's really more spiritually in Austin, uh, powers type. Totally. Um, yeah. So happy for everyone. Glad, glad we had an honest adult conversation. Absolutely. Um, uh, over at the double R diner, um, we see Norma is on the phone with her younger sister. We get a little backstory of that and how her younger sister uh, was uh, at a convent becoming a nun and uh, she's leaving the convent and she's, uh, you know, coming back home, I guess, to Twin Peaks where she is, I guess, you know, she's whatever. She's coming back to see her sister, maybe work at the diner, whatever. Um, Can I call my shot on what I think is going to happen here? Please. Uh, I think this is going to be like Jennifer Aniston on 30 Rock. Okay. Uh, do you remember this episode? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be like that. I think Where she's got... like, oh, I have this new hat business that I'm yeah. getting. Yeah. Where she's just like, <laughs> she's like an insane, impulsive, uh, yeah, yeah, party girl. I think Annie was, I think younger sister Annie was trying to make good. And she ultimately was like, I got to be a freak. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, Dan, you're that wrong. Is not, ah, damn. I know. It's okay. Um, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. I think that's a, a big problem with society right now is people are not okay being wrong. It's yeah. okay. And I'm good. And <laughs> you know, I'm just going to dig my nails into my palms until I bleed and then I'll be fine. Right. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go rage and I'm going to go find yeah. a bunch of other people online that agree with me. I'm going to go my punch wrong a, opinion. <laughs> going to go punch a, a bunch of holes in my drywall to form a Morse code swear word. <laughs> Or not Morse code. What's the other one? Braille. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, Morse code's so, crazy because you'd have to like, for the dashes, you'd have to like punch and then drag your hand through the drywall to make a dash. I was thinking maybe a karate chop. Oh, punch, punch dot, chop yeah. dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. I know. We, well, maybe we're on to something here. Yeah. So if you're out, if you're listening out there, How you got to make ra- money off of this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening out there uh, and you got a rage problem, let us know how it goes. Um, so, um, so from there, right. Um, uh, Ed, I forget. Does Ed call or does Ed show up at the diner? He shows up. He gives her a big smooch. Yeah. And he's like, 
baby, I got some great news here. And, you know, tells her, you know, Nadine is, uh, you know, we're breaking up and we can we could finally be together. Right. But Norma, obviously, she's still married to that bum Hank, who we just saw fall off of his crutches. Um, And this this scene where Hank is in the cell. So Hank is arrested, of course. He's at the sheriff's station locked up. Norma comes to see him. And he he jumps up and he's like, Oh baby, I'm so glad to see you. And immediately I'm I'm watching this guy. I'm like, You motherfucker. I you oh, don't I hate treat him. Norma like this. Oh, I hate him so much. These men. These men These men. He's he immediately starts doing his song and dance where he's like Baby, he's like, I'm gonna change. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, this was a real eye-opening moment for me. <laughs> I'm gonna. He's get like into therapy. Yeah, he's like, and I have good news. I'm going into therapy. <laughs> I've got, I've got some good news. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and thankfully, Norma is not falling for any of this, and she's like, no, Hank, I want a divorce, and and uh, Hank's like, okay. All right. Um, well, he's like you, fucking whore. Well, <laughs> it's well, like yeah. immediately, I mean, yeah. For, his first move is to be super sweet. Then after she's like, "No, I actually really want the divorce." Then he's like, "Okay." You could see him like trying to think. All right, how? What can I do here? Uh, you know what? Uh, all right. Um, well, uh, may, I don't know. Maybe you can help me out here with uh, something. Uh, can, can you just tell the sheriff that I was at the diner the night that Leo Johnson was shot? And, yeah, and right. Like, like, still like trying to basically yeah. like give her what she wants. You know, yes. He's like, I'll let you go if you do this one thing for me. Yeah, and she's like, no more lies, Hank. I'm I'm done with all of this. Which honestly, good for you, Norma. Right. Because yeah, I mean yeah. that's how like that's how. They ended up, she ended up in this situation in the first place was her lying for him at his parole hearing. Right, exactly. This, she's and breaking the cycle. But then she, he does call her a whore. Right. He's like, what, what is this? Where are you going to run to Ed? Is that what this is about? You know, you're just his whore. <laughs> and then, and then she's like, I would rather be his whore than your wife. And, and then she just fucking leaves. And, and he, he shakes and, the bars and screams, Norma! Yeah, like, Norma! <laughs> Norma, you get my hand! <laughs> I but, love it because it's yeah. like they're on a set too, so he shakes the bars like too hard. Yeah, yeah and they actually, they do shake. <laughs> they do shake. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, I, I love this part. I think it's very satisfying. I'm glad that Norma finally fucking gets rid of this bum what misery is gonna befall them just tell me i can't is it bad i mean i can't tell you dan it's it's nothing like it's not good but it's also not like the worst thing Uh, and they're gonna gonna realize they don't actually want to be together no, no, no. Nothing like that. They they love each other no matter what. Ed's going to get his hand cut off in an accident, <laughs> an industrial accident. Yeah, he's he's uh, going to get his hand deformed in some sort of a uh, smelting accident. Ah, oh, crap. He's going to be a real Johnny Tremaine. Um, <laughs> One more guess. Yeah. And then we got to take a break. Okay. Um, he's going to accidentally, he's going to fall into, um, 
like a again an industrial like laundry dryer and become small Ed Hurley. <laughs> Well, yeah. All right. Uh, well, not so, not the worst thing. Yeah. It turns out that the man from another place is actually Big Ed, but whoa, uh, he's Little Ed over when he's in the other place. Um, it's uh, it's like uh, how Phantasm, like they're all they're all tiny little guys because of the gravity or whatever. Yeah, it's exactly like Phantasm, where it's impossible <laughs> to know. <laughs> The most confusing series of movies oh, unrelated man. to, uh, yeah, it's uh, we got it. We got it. Maybe like one episode about the entire series. Oh my god, where do you even fucking begin? You're like, okay, and then All the right. lore is this, but then it changes, and then it changes, and yeah. then it changes. <laughs> you, th- <laughs> you think we have more to say about the elephant man? Oh man, yeah, yeah. just a nine-hour episode on Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Um, all right. right. Yeah. All right. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, let's take a quick break. I got to get some uh, some coffee real quick. Sure. And and then we'll reconvene. And if you want to join us, we're going to switch tables. Go over to uh, uh, the we're going to go to the bigger table. So there's more room for <laughs> right. you. We, we got we saved you a seat over at Patreon dot com slash King Me Pod. And guess what? We're picking up the tab for the first seven days. You get a free trial. Listen for free. Patreon.com slash King Me Pop. We'll be right back. <laughs> 